curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're In Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're In Sales Podcast. The So You're In Sales Podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy. Let us show you how. Now, on with the show. If you're a podcast listener, it's safe to assume you're a social media user as well. Not only are most of us heavy consumers of content, we're also active on many social media accounts. And many of us are responsible for brand building on social media. It's not easy to know if you're using these platforms in the best manner possible, and the time available to learn more about using them best often comes in the form of podcasts like these, which makes today's guest very, very exciting. In an ever-evolving career that now sees her in the role of National Account Coordinator for Industry Supplier Peerless Umbrella, Charity Gibson has made a name for herself living on the front edge of social media and using what she's learned to help guide a number of companies on their own social media accounts. As the steward of social media for Promo Kitchen, Charity helped our merry band of misfits communicate our messages of mentorship and education to the masses by way of Promo Kitchen's content and social media outreach, not to mention having a huge hand in making sure that our annual Promo Kitchen networking event at PPAI Expo each January is a raving success. Having been on both sides of the aisle as a distributor and now as a supplier, She's seen successful and not so successful attempts at digital marketing from both sides of the aisle. Charity brings her thoughtfulness, insight, and willingness to share to anyone and anything that she sets her mind to. If it's a Friday night in the fall, you'll find her at a high school football game. If it's Saturday, you'll find her on the lake. And the rest of the time, you can find her on Twitter or Facebook or Pinterest or definitely Instagram. I know I'm probably forgetting a couple. She loves a good Irish nacho, Irish nacho. And most importantly, she's a longtime member of the list of people I call when I'm on a long drive as she's a close friend. So, hey, welcome, Charity. Thank you so much. I am very impressed with that um, uh, prologue there, that little um, 
Intro. Help me out. I gave you an intro. intro. Oh my gosh. So things you'll also know from following on Facebook. I often forget words to, you know, <laughs> to fill my sentences. So let's play fill in the blank with charity. Um, but thank you. That was really sweet. So I, I, that's cool that you um, wrote that. So I'm going to steal that. If you could please write that down and email it to me. And that's my new bio for everything. Um, and also that you snuck all of those things from my social media site. So you are paying very close attention, Rod Burnett. And we're going to talk about why that's important a little a little further along the way. And there's one extra reason, Charity, just between you and me and our listeners. This is the one-year anniversary episode of So You're in Sales moving to a two-times-a-month podcast. What? So Yeah, so it's super exciting that I get to have this one with you specific to social media on the one year anniversary of I started it out as a once a month and I did a few of those before we we upped the ante to every two weeks but um, you know uh, at episode 31 now that really represents a, a year of two times a month so how appropriate to have you on and I'm super excited for us to jump into this so um, you know you and I were at the pro forma convention here in Vegas a, a, f- a few weeks ago and uh, I, what was noteworthy to me, and I, don't, I know you probably don't even know this because I just nudged you. I didn't tell you why, but you'll remember they were uh, at the big event that day in the keynote. They were having people take pictures of one another participating and then put one of those Facebook frames and tag pro forma. Mm-hmm. And there were people struggling to do it. And what was funny to me was that, you know, here it is 2018 and people are, are you know still somewhat challenged with their ability to be able to f- perform some of the functions on what is you know the most pervasive social media application out there so it got me thinking like even today there's a lot of people who are on social media but maybe not everyone's up to speed on some of the best ways to use it so um, i felt like it was kind of karmic that you were standing next to me as i was having that revelation because you'll remember i just kind of nudged you and said Hey, you want to come on my podcast and talk about social media, right? <laughs> I do remember that. Well, you know what? One of my favorite things about that was, so I'm on the cusp, right, of that millennial um, gen uh, X thing. So we're the yeah. zennials, I guess, is what they're calling my oh. age group. Um, we've okay. got a new term. But um, I thought it was really hilarious because sometimes, obviously, as millennials, we get tagged as, you know, lazy or entitled or whatever and sometimes people don't give that generation a whole lot of credit for everything that we do and all that we know and how hard we work um and yeah. i know i personally even though you know i blend my work and my play and so it's all one it probably seems like i'm at leisure a lot more than i'm <laughs> working but that means i'm working from like four or three o'clock in the morning until like 10 o'clock at night and i just don't stop right. because i'm answering messages that come in in real time and i'm posting to facebook and as things are breaking or new products are released or something's timely it has to go and it's like hey yeah maybe three seconds ago i was you know sipping a water bottle watching um, you know, whatever Damon's watching on TV <laughs> with him. And now all of a sudden I'm in go mode producing virtuals and doing something like that. And it's 945 at night. And then 15 yeah. minutes later, I'm done until the next something comes in. But right. one of the things at that performa thing that was really um, kind of fun for me was that the, the lady next to me was struggling really. And I'm a supplier and I was in a a uh, distributor based session, but I love to join in on those things. So I know what distributors are doing. I just think it's important you know, to kind of be up to speed as a, as a supplier, knowing exactly what your customers are doing and how they're doing it. And so sitting next to this person, she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, do you want me to help you? And she's like, yeah. 
how do I do this? I'm like, press here, scroll down here. How do I scroll? Just use your finger and scroll up. I'm like, tap your finger right there. And she eventually was able to do it. She's like, see, this is why we need you young kids. You guys just get this. And I felt so validated in that moment in my life. Right. <laughs> I'm like, right. we do. We are needed. This generation. And it's not anything to do with age necessarily. It's just people that are, you know, kept up to speed and that continue to evolve their knowledge. And even still, I feel like I'm pretty darn with it. And my daughter every day blows me out of the water with stuff oh, that yeah. she knows no as doubt. a digital native that... I'm like, I, I mean, okay, I didn't know that filter was available. How the heck did you do that? So she's teaching me things too as the generation coming up. But yeah, it's huge. And, and that was a, a big moment. So no I'm doubt. glad that tipped you off. And now we're here. So. Yeah, well, and so clearly you're good with us using that as the context, right? So we'll just, let's, and really what I wanted to do, um, just to kind of frame the rest of the discussion for my listeners, this this is not going to be social media overview 101. So don't turn me off. This we're going to talk very in some granular detail here about some of the ways that charities using uh, social media across platforms to help with the organizational goals of the businesses that she's helping do that with and for. So we're that's going to kind of be where we're going to go with this thing. So buckle in, kids. I hope it's uh, it'll be a worthwhile and engaging ride. So <laughs> uh, so charity, just from a broad overview perspective, just so that we can give some context to the listener about. Uh, the volume of activity that you're responsible for out there on social media. Just give give us kind of a broad swath of who, how many people you're doing it for, what channels you're doing it for them on, and that sort of thing. Sure. Well, so um, going back a little bit in my history, obviously I came from the distributor side, and social media was kind of built into my DNA. Uh, AOL came out, or you know, around the time I was in junior high, and that was kind of what we did in Arizona on these hot summer days. It was too hot to go outside, so we learned how to play on the internet, and that evolved to IRC and all kinds of different things. MySpace back in the day. And when I started my company, it was kind of just natural that I would use that platform where not only my friends lived and my family lived or played, but that these people that I was meeting in networking events um, in real life, that I would uh, invite them to be part of my story on that pla- on those platforms. So Facebook was kind of the big deal back then. Um, Twitter was kind of just getting its legs as well. And marketing using these social mediums was just kind of gaining speed. So as a distributor company, I used Facebook mostly to really get people to uh, see things about my brand and learn a little bit more about me and my personality. And then also obviously telling them the story of what we could do for their brand. If they liked what we're doing for us, well, we're the best case study and we're helping us, you know, ourselves stand out from our competition. So, um, hey, if you like what we're doing, then we can do it for you too. And that was great as a distributor to be able to do that. Um, Fast forward, that recognition um, or that ability and that skill got me recognized in the industry and actually took me on the road, kind of speaking all over the country. Mark Graham had brought me on to do a panel um, along with Dana Zezzo and a couple others. It was the social media world tour. I remember um, was, that, yeah. Right, yeah, all four four states. So world tour, I guess, was maybe a little bit blown out of proportion. <laughs> Traveling mulberries, um, if you will. <laughs> exactly, but that's actually where we had the Irish nacho incident, Irish nachos, yeah. uh, in Long Beach. <laughs> and so uh, we took it to the road, kind of teaching people about social media. 
And I enjoy doing that so much. And the big thing is when you're a distributor speaking in this industry, it doesn't really benefit you a whole lot to go and tell other distributors how to like your special sauce, how to make your special sauce, right? Like, hey, how to, here's how to compete against me. (laughs) Um, You know, either online or in person, like you're basically giving away the farm. And my mentor basically told me that I could continue doing that, um, but it would be better for me to speak as a at a national level speak for Adweek or the American Marketing Association and use my skills and talents to reach a more broad audience that would have the ability to maybe bring some revenue into my company instead of keeping me away from the business and you know kind of keeping it um, smaller than it probably should have been so that led me to talk to Mark Graham and obviously, we know Mark Graham um, runs Common Skew. And, and the Common rest Skew. was history. And the rest is history. And here we are. Um, but, he, you know, it's a social platform. And I think that's the fun part about that is that suppliers struggle with social media. Some distributors do it better because they understand the marketing, but suppliers don't. So, yeah, fast forward to now. Mark obviously had su- suppliers that are paying for his services that maybe don't understand um, how to create those posts, how to engage the audience, how to really... Um, also the bigger portion engage when somebody has a need how to say oh I do that or how to be able to be on that all day long focused on that when you've got other operations to do and say oh we can help you with this service or we can help you with this product or even if somebody reaches out proactively being able to take care of that um, right away or know where it's you know feeding into or how to even see it so these are all questions that a lot of suppliers had um, so I started working with um, actually Peerless was one of my clients that Mark um, introduced me to, to Dan I'd known Dan before just because I had uh, purchased Peerless umbrellas as a distributor but started talking with him and and he said yeah we could use your help and started doing social media um, five posts a day or five posts a week sorry on Facebook Twitter Instagram uh, we do LinkedIn and then Common Skew. And some people, I think this is where it's going to be fun to talk about later on, but some people think that, you know, social media is simply pulling a special out of thin air and posting a sales flyer. Right. And um, that in and of itself would be a lot of work, but now multiply that by actually having content that people want to engage with and more importantly, content that people feel is worth sharing. Right. Um, and then multiply that by the number of suppliers that have ask me to either help provide them with content, help them with engagement. And so I'm at um, a total right now of seven different accounts that I manage across um, all of the different platforms. So Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Common Skew for some of them. Um, and then even some different distributor networks have their own social networks. Um, like one for instance is using workplace by Facebook um, mm-hmm. and it's an entire ecosystem built just for that distributor company and so we're pushing into that as well so it's a full-time times 10 <laughs> right right job uh, to be there monitoring constantly and, and pointing out opportunities and things like that yeah and what why I felt like it was important for you and I to have this discussion is oftentimes when there are you know, uh, social media explained or, you know, the the insider's view of social media, whatever you, it never really gets down to the actual tactics and channels and, you know, how how would one channel different from another, differ from another? And even like you're saying, you know, we've got things like Slack out there where there's, you know, communication tools that are now um, popping up out there that if you're not paying attention to them, 
you're missing out on additional opportunities for lead generation. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the other overarching sort of misnomer that I see happen frequently is that um, there's lots of people who, who don't believe that social media is an actual lead generation engine. And so oh, gosh, you know, we yeah. want to talk a little bit about that specifically as to like why that may not necessarily be true. Mm-hmm. So um, so you got your start on the on the distributor side. You were able to establish credibility by virtue of your speaking engagements and, you know, people being able to listen to what you had to say in your roadshow. And then, you know, obviously then that translated into actual work for you. So in a lot of ways, like I would say as a, your own career in a lot of ways is a lead generation story on social media. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) 100%. When I joke about that with Dan, I was like, When he actually came out and approached me about taking the national sales position, he's like, you know, I know that you're going to do great work for us and that you're going to work hard. And it was, you know, this is after doing social media for them for three years. I'm like, wow, it was like the three-year-long job interview. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right. So so let's let's peel the onion back just a little bit. So um, you talked about a lot of different platforms. So, you, you know, you're managing a lot of voices in a lot of different places. So, um but before we get down to those specifics, let, let's dispel that myth a little bit about the notion of social media being only a top of funnel uh, opportunity creator. You know, get, give your perspective to the listeners on where that may not necessarily be the fullest explanation. Absolutely. Well, I think one of the biggest um, kind of uh, missteps that people take when pursuing social media is that one they think if they hire somebody to do their social media for them that they no longer have to be involved and that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth actually the companies that I'm finding are the most successful online are the ones that take the content that I produce and then reshare, re-like, retweet, you know, like, comment, engage, invite others in and tag, you know, other people in the company or other customers and things like that in. And so it is really, truly not just left to, hey, Charity, go manage this and, you know, we'll just take whatever sales come in. It's really building out a community and using the posts as topic starters and things like that to get to know people. Um, and know what they like and what they do and, you know, how they communicate and and even what they need. And so um, from that, I think that's that's number one. Number two is the idea that just posting content on a daily basis will somehow lead to all these miraculous sales. In the retail environment, that might be true um, or maybe a little bit more true uh, if you're, you know, tagging influencers and getting the products in the hands of people that are using them and getting them to take, you know, pictures and using certain hashtags. It's a little bit more true in the retail space. But the main purpose of social media is to um, help enhance the ability to be social. And so it's, you know, the idea of posting a particular uh, thing, for example, Instagram is very photocentric and it is very much about lifestyles and, you know, getting into um, the things that are popular during the time. So breweries are huge. You might see products in, in um, bars or breweries, you know, just depending on what people are liking. If you, you know, the idea that it's fall and that fall concept and seeing people getting outside and walking in warm sweaters and comfy boots holding, you know, a new coffee cup that might be available. And so it's taking those lifestyle shots, whereas something that you're going to put on Facebook might be a little bit more, um, 
or even LinkedIn, I kind of put those two together, even though they're kind of different from the supplier side, Facebook and LinkedIn act a little bit more similar than most other platforms. Yep. But that's where you're going to maybe want to put your supplier specials or even your blog posts or write, you know, notes and things like that. They can be a little bit more involved and you've got more room to tell your story and more space. You can also tag people in a lot more easily as well. Um, so that's huge. And then I think um, the bigger thing that people are missing as an opportunity with social media where they're expecting they're just going to post and things are going to come back is the option that we have to, um, instead of broadcast, to actually uh, proactively uh, meet with our customers where they are online. And right. so we would then um, go to the um, – different you know pick out your I always tell people pick out your 10 top clients and go follow them on social media or on um, you know Instagram Twitter anything that you want and um, just start learning about them what are their favorite books what are they doing on weekends you in my intro pulled out the fact that I you can find me on Friday nights here you can find me um, you know watching my son play football you can find me on you know on Saturdays out at the lake and you only know that because you're stalking my Instagram and you can <laughs> you can imagine what people could learn about their customers if they would do the same thing right. and the advantage that you would have over your competitor because you have all of this intelligent data on these people which I think is yep. fantastic so the idea that we could use social media not to you could have an account with zero followers and you could post absolutely nothing and you could still be highly successful on social media even more right. successful on social media than the people that post every day um, <laughs> and then I would say the other part of that is the engagement people again often think if they just post then they can just let it go and that couldn't be further from the truth um, in, a, in addition to just posting when somebody comments the ability to comment back is huge and to be able to interact with them but also the messaging feature and um, you know maybe you don't have a web chat on your website I thought I love Dale Denham did this really cool stat in his presentation I've seen it a couple times now where he says um, how many of you have purchased from Amazon of course like 99% of people raise their hand he said how many people have called customer service it's like three people he said how many people have uh -huh. used the live chat function on Amazon's everybody, website, right? <laughs> almost everybody of those 99% yeah. that raise their hands the first time, 99% have used the live chat. And then he asks us this huge question. He says, okay, that being said, how many of you distributors that want to compete with Amazon and are scared of Amazon coming in and taking your business have live chat on your website? Not one hand goes up. Right. Holy cow, right? Crickets. Crickets. Right. And now not everybody has the ability to do that. But if you have a Facebook page, that's live chat. It can be if you, you know, advertise that your social media channels are monitored 365 days a year. Peerless, you can send a message to Peerless any day of the year. It could be Christmas and you will, my average response time is three minutes unless I'm asleep and then it's four. <laughs> so <laughs> you know I mean, it's like, so there's an opportunity there for you to um, really connect with your clients in a different way. And if somebody needs a question about a price on a Saturday, even if it's something that you can just pull from your website and it's super easy, how much better does that make you look to them that you were able to reply to that question live on a Saturday? People work, yeah. this is a soccer mom industry. Yeah. Um, 
I know one distributor, Jazzy Dunbar, she just had her second baby, and she was up the other night. She put something on Snapchat at like 2 in the morning doing quotes, whatever. I'm like, that's huh. when this is the new generation, that we're yeah. awake and working when we have the ability to work. It might not be 9 to 5. It might be right. you know, midnight to 2 and 3 to 5 in the morning and 10 to 12 in the morning to you know noon in the afternoon, and there's just these little pockets, and if you're not there connecting with your customers, someone else will. Yeah. And so really unique opportunity to be able to reply to those messages in real time. And then also social media. I think we were just talking about this before the call started. The idea that, hey, social media means, again, posting, means putting a tweet out there. It means, um, you know, creating a Facebook post, whatever you think it means. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but you're probably not right. It also means um, I know the services that I provide. If somebody messages the page and they have art and they're like, hey, I, you know, where can I get a virtual right here that virtual will be back to them in a couple minutes because that's part of the services that I offer as you know the service the social media management so it goes right. way beyond hey just putting something on a page and that goes for every um, platform that I manage for different you know supplier companies and you know and the one retail company that I have as well well and to me right so social media is an engagement marketing platform it's not a marketing platform and Correct it's really important to understand the difference because it's really the, the word engagement is more valuable in that sentence than the word marketing. And it's the notion of you're living inside that person's desktop or on their mobile device. And if you take advantage of that space in a way that delivers a wow to that person, you will never be forgotten. Right. And, and isn't that really what we're all looking for in this very crowded, noisy marketplace is, a chance to deliver a wow to someone in a way that will make them never forget us. So, you know, it's it's the idea of being able to execute on that notion alone that can be such a massive differentiator for somebody if they decide that that's the choice that they're going to make and that they're going to staff themselves accordingly and just be willing to, to do that in that moment. And, you know, I, I hear people ask you all the time, Charity, about, you know, how much time do, do you devote to this? And your answer is always, I devote every second that needs devotion yeah and and that's you know um as as more and more charity lookalikes come into the world on the end buyer side of the fence we on the side that need to engage with them need to make a decision about how we will uh alter our working environment to meet yours and right. there's really no better way to do it than what you just described in my mind Right. But, and then you also have the opposite side of that. And I love that you said, you know, it, it, it's a social platform. It's an engagement platform. It's not a marketing platform. And yeah. that right there to me, if you're not engaging, and my favorite thing to say right now is you are interrupting someone's day with the content that you are providing. You are yeah. making them in that scroll, you're taking a space between you know what, their uh, their niece's birthday picture or their best friend's bridal shower or things that they really actually care about. You're taking out a space. You're taking time out of their day that they're going to scroll through and see or they're going to click through and read the content that you're providing. And if you're not making it worth their time to do that, then shame on you. If you're yeah. making them click through to something that doesn't save them time, save them money, make them money or at least provide them some sort of entertainment then you shouldn't be on social media like wasting be there and you're wasting my time and yeah. i don't have a whole lot of time to waste i'm on social media a lot but it's because i enjoy it but a lot of people if we want to especially as marketers want to keep people and keep our audience 
um, scrolling through, we need to keep them entertained. We need to keep their attention. And otherwise, if we're just providing more noise into the feed and the same, you know, BS whatever every single day and we're retweeting the same retweet over and over and over. I'm not going to look at your feed. And in fact, you've made Twitter so boring for me that I don't even want to play on that platform anymore. Facebook's kind of going the same way. Like, let's make Facebook fun again. And let's bring our products to market in a way that people want to see them and that people want to engage with them and, you know, put those posts out there that people want to actually comment on and make it about, you know, trumping the algorithm in a natural way. People are so concerned about losing followers or not having people in their feed. If you're interesting and engaging, you don't have that problem. Don't even worry about it. Just do you, (laughs) boo-boo. Yeah, well, and to me, like... um, for instance, right? So I, I've got, as I told you, a, a year's worth of podcasting content at my disposal now. And so let's say I'm fortunate enough to strike up a conversation in, say, I don't know, Facebook Messenger with a distributor. And I just happen to just, you know, in the, in the course of casual conversation, ask, you know, what are you working on? Or, you know, what are you struggling with at the moment? And if what, if the answer comes back in a way that any piece of my content might provide value to that person, Instead of just randomly posting the content and hoping that someone's going to find it in the moment that it would really be valuable to them, what better way to connect them with that content in the moment of need than in the middle of that messenger discussion say, oh, by the way, I totally have written a piece of content about that. Or I know somebody else who wrote something about that very same topic. Let me share that with you. That's providing value, Mm -hmm. right? And But you, if you're not active there... And you've not spent the time to have that kind of arsenal of information at your disposal, then you're just going to come off as the dude who's trying to sell something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, and really, that's the difference, right? Is you have to be in a position to have earned the right to have that conversation and interrupt that person's day. And if you've gone to the length of doing that interruption, you damn well better have something valuable to give them in that moment. And right. if you don't, like you said, you then just send the cute videos of the cats playing or something so that you know <laughs> that they get something from that that interaction that will make it memorable for them right so. absolutely well and some people ask me too talking about that you know sending messages or butting into a particular conversation I obviously am probably known as the queen know-it-all in some of the groups around <laughs> Facebook um, and I think it's really interesting you know people ask me what my motivation is and things like that one Um, It's really altruistic. So yes, I do work for different supplier companies. And yes, sometimes I am um, compensated for some of the business that I bring to the table, you know, depending on what that looks like and how it was acquired and, you know, what kind of work went into the project. But for the most part, the other thing is being genuine and being authentic and being transparent. And the one thing that I'll say is anytime that I put someone's you know, name on the line in a private group like that. I think private groups have a ton of value and you're not posting anything. There's no sales flyers that go up in those, in those groups. It's all about the community that you're building, the help that you're offering, um, having a resource. That's something other than a search engine. Uh, you know, it's an actual person with an experience that, you know, has something to actually say about that company. And sometimes people come up to me and they're like, oh, well, are you just saying that because so-and-so? I'm like, I'm really not saying that. As a distributor, the companies that I choose to work with um, and support on their social media efforts um, or any name that I happen to mention in a group is because I have done business with this company. And I know that they are stand-up people with stand-up values. They have... 
um, a core competency that makes them the best at what they do, better than anybody else that I could potentially name. And that's why I not only had done business with them in the past, but why I'm comfortable putting their name in the ring when there's a potential project that could be a good fit for them. Yeah, and um, not not to mention, I've never seen in any of the places that you're providing that kind of value, someone come back afterward and go, oh my God, Charity, that was like the worst uh, recommendation ever. Like, why did you even do that? Right. (laughs) But if they did, how valuable is that, right? Like, oh, thanks for letting me know. Like, hey, I need to check that out before I send any more people their way because I don't want to lead anybody else astray. Like, whoa, like, let's, let's, because this is a cool forum to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, and and you get to a (laughs) point where it almost will get like, uh, some, some requests will come across the channel like that and you'll almost like, like everyone's kind of like wait where's charity why isn't charity (laughs) answered this yet right because you generally are are uh really really good about being able to and and really i mean even on controversial topics where people are you know saying bad things about the suppliers or you know calling out something that they think is you know oh we're someone selling direct and you know you're not afraid to go you know well get over it you know so <laughs> so so it's right. not just being a source of information but being a source of um advice and you know uh, perspective as well so uh good on you for that all right well, so yeah. if if you were a distributor today what would be the mix of social media channels that you would be using and within that recipe how would you be using each of them slightly different from the other Oh man, so this is huge. Um, I personally, it depends on the demographic that I was serving as a distributor, if that makes sure. sense. Yep. But um, Twitter, as much as I actually hate Twitter, still has some value for technology startups and the companies that I was working with previously. So a lot of the, um, like I said, technology startups, some of these kind of smaller companies that are doing big business, but they run really lean are still managing their own social media accounts. And they are big on Twitter um, and Instagram. I think that if I was going to focus on, on two, those would be the two that I would definitely put focus into, but also direct people to Facebook and just maintain it just because um, I like the capabilities that Facebook has to kind of tell the whole story and to um, really allow for the, you know, the cover page and you could write notes and you can add products and you can add pictures and you can have, you know, can you, can you write novels if you want to. And I, so sure. I, I still think that Facebook has a big part in it, especially when it comes to how the algorithm works. And if yep. I like a post on my business page, it shows up in my personal feed. And so there's a lot of strategy that goes into those types of things. Uh-huh. Um but I think number one thing as a distributor that I would really get good at is influencer marketing and understanding how these big companies are using um, the people that are really good at social media that, you know, I don't want to say narcissists because they're not, but there might be a little bit of that in them. Um, like even Kylie Jenner, for example, she's her own influencer. And so when she gets a product that she's promoting, she just puts it on her little Instagram page and tags a couple people and hashtags the right thing and just has amassed, you know, millions of followers um, in that regard. And same kind of thing 
Um, you know, with, I look at somebody mentioned the other day, like Brian Fanzo, who is a social media guy that I really like. He's not huge, um, but he's kind of one of those intermediate level social media players. And the thing I love about him is he does speak all over at social media marketing world, uh, marketing world, and he runs with the big boys, but at the same time, he's kind of a down home kind of guy Uh and he understands the value of promotional products and, Um, he's one of those people like, Hey, if you sent him a hat with his logo on it, or I think it actually happened. Um, Jay Bussell was talking about a t-shirt that he did. He knew he was speaking somewhere and Jay made him a custom t-shirt and sent it out to him. And and the guy tweeted it. It's like, (laughs) you know, those, those types of things are what distributors are kind of sucking at. And I think if they wanted to, uh, really excel in the marketplace, they would figure out ways to proactively maybe design a new logo or put out some, you know, get some virtuals, um, with, I mean, all of the media is readily accessible. Maybe you couldn't produce, well, now you can probably produce actual products off of web logos, but, you know, get the logos, send them to your suppliers, get some virtuals, and put those virtuals or the real products and spec samples in the hands of people that matter and let them do your marketing for you. You know, it's like you didn't have to give them anything except a free hat. And now all of a sudden, (laughs) you know, they're tweeting you, you've got whatever. And then the bigger part of that obviously is managing the engagement that comes in because of that. If people are sending you messages because you, they saw your hat on Brian Fanso's head or whoever's head, and now they want one too, um, be ready to reply to those things and be ready to scale. Because when, if you build it, they will come on social media. Like they will invade your space. They'll be all up in that and they want to know, um, how to get what you're selling and you better be able to, you know, be ready to, to take their orders when they come. Well, a case in point, you know, um, selling OtterBox cases like Branded Logistics does, you, you've you seen our social feeds, the Promotional Products Professionals Facebook page. You know, we, we make a habit of sending out uh, self-promo cases to distributors that we engage with. And, you know, it's come back to us a million times over in people posting their brand new awesome phone case with their logo on it out on social media. And, you know, it, it's raise the visibility of our brand with respect to that which we do by virtue of what other people are doing. I mean, it's influencer marketing to, you know, it kind of its core. So um, we're, we're absolutely following that model. And it really is just a matter of, of taking that extra step and making the investment of extending what you learn by virtue of knowing that Charity's son is on football fields on uh, Friday nights. Maybe I send you the school logo on a windbreaker. Right. And then that's a way for me to engage you. So it's it's you know, it's just a matter of extending beyond just your your consumption of what you're seeing and turning it into something actionable. That often is the difference between it being a lead generation engine or not. Right. Right. So 100 percent. All right. So let, let's flip it on its uh, other side then. Um what we're really talking about is social listening and using the tools as a means by which to gather information. So um, knowing that there's the influencer side, but let's look at it more from a, a business to business perspective. How might a distributor use social media to achieve this listening objective? Um, well, so in the listening aspect of things, one of the things that I had a, a huge amount of success with was uh, Twitter. And actually, uh, I had my target, I think I mentioned this earlier, my list of accounts. Uh, I started with 10, I bumped it up to 25, and um, was able to 
kind of, I don't want to say stalk, um, but really closely follow (laughs) and learn, yes, um, about these accounts. And if you follow, um, you know, specifically certain people over time or go back in the history of their feeds, obviously there's a really nice timeline there. So even if it's somebody you're not following from today on, you can see where they were a year ago yesterday and um, which trade shows they they attend and things like that. So one of the um, uh, customers that I was prospecting had the hashtags for VMworld. They had hashtags for uh, Cloud Expo. And I was able to click into those hashtags, one, and see what people were giving away at these conferences. I was able to see the size of the conference, what people getting, you know, were getting excited about, what they were actually taking pictures of, what they were saying they were taking home for sure. And um, I also was able to see what my clients or potential prospective clients booth looked like, what type of swag they were giving away. Um, I learned so much about them and their brand as it exists currently. And if I was like, you know, average Joe off the street distributor, I'd be walking in and be like, hey, I'm going to slang some pens and here's some cool (laughs) pens that we've got for you. But without knowing what they're currently doing. And so this gave me an, an eagle eye into what they were doing and how they were using it. And they already had cool pens. You know what? So I was going to go in. How am I going to go in with something totally different and completely wow them? I already had a baseline for where they were. And this gave me the opportunity to say, hey, here's what your current distributor is doing for you. And if you love them, that's great. I'm all about loyalty. And I'm okay being your backup. But in the meantime, take a look at what I can do for you. And Mm -hmm. here's the return that it will provide because... This person said this about this person's swag. Right, and this person right. on Twitter said this about your competitor's swag. And this person said this about somebody that's unrelated to you swag, but hey, that's cool. And look at it, by the way, because I got you this virtual sample or a spec sample, look at it when it's produced in terms of your brand story and the message that you're trying to send to people. We're not just slapping a logo on a t-shirt here. Like, here's what we're doing. We use this t-shirt because of, you know, this is popular with this demographic and this is the return that it's going to provide. And knowing what their current distributor is doing for them, what they're not doing for them, showing them what you can doing for them, and then actually doing it. You get all of that just by taping a little bit of a deeper dive and so with the social media channels and all of that information available at your fingertips. It has oh. nothing to do with a post at all. You didn't post anything. You just went and skeeved on someone's account and learned all about them. Well, and think of it from that. Uh, so, right, the most difficult thing that all of us hate to do is make a cold call. Yep. And imagine two cold calls, one the t- traditional hi, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so, and and I really would like to come in and learn about your marketing needs versus what you just described, whereas like I'm proactively, before we even meet with one another, sending you ideas because I see what you're doing and I think I can do better. Yeah, or go as far as actually say, I totally stalked you on social media and here's what I got for you, bro. Like talk in your own voice too and make it fun for them. Like, I got your swag, homie. (laughs) We're going to do this for you and it's going to be awesome. Well, and just, I mean, think about, and even how that would condense your prospecting cycle yep. because you're, you're, you're going straight to project without discovery because you did discovery already. Right. And, and whether or not you get that client really is irrelevant. It's all about conversion percentages and you can track that to see if your campaign is being effective, but the amount of time you would have to invest in total 
because you're gonna spend all kinds of time trying to get that first appointment that you could just send them the ideas because you did the work in advance. And if they don't like it, they don't like it, that's fine. Right. But you've, you've moved on to the next person who will totally be psyched to get what you're sending them because you're picking all of the really cool stuff that is out of the ordinary and consistent with what you saw from them. So right. that right there, sister, is next level. And if anyone doesn't take something out of that and go use it, then I don't know why I'm buying it, bothering me. <laughs> so, well, uh, and along those lines, like one of my very favorite calls, like exactly what you just said, and I hope people do take this and they hope that they do use it and they and they apply it and they figure out how to make this work for them. But yeah. you just said it, like that's my favorite, my favorite thing. Um, the best call I ever had. This I loved this company. I was totally Instagram stalking them and Facebook stalking them, Twitter stalking them, and I find fa- finally found a way to get their phone number. It was completely hidden in like the depths of the Google. Yeah. And yep. I found a way to find the phone number, and I called and I'm like, hey, thanks for calling. Um, you know, here's where we are for this. Visit us online here. Here's where we are for this. Visit us online here. You can send an email to whatever if you're interested in. Um, pitch decks only, but um, if you want to leave a message for any other purpose, you can leave a message, but we don't check them. So good luck. <laughs> I was like, whoa, all right, all right, this is next level stuff. Like, we're not even challenge accepted, accepted, right? So now I have actually employed some of that strategy. If you ever try and call me, it's like, hey, for faster service, just hang up, like right, right. now, like hang right. up and text me or tweet me. Yeah. But, um, the cool thing was I had already had all these virtuals done. And so I tweeted them like, Hey, I know y'all don't take phone calls. I left a message anyway, in hopes that maybe one day I'll hear it. It's pretty funny. Um, so I think you should go take a listen. But in the meantime, here's what I was calling for. And this is what we want to do for your brand. If you're interested, hit me back. Right. And I had a phone call in five minutes. I was Boom. so excited. Right. I got the account, which was awesome. And it ended up being an international account. I thought it was just for like one little city in Boulder, Colorado. And it wasn't. It was Boulder. It was Austin. It was Tel Aviv. It was London. Boston. Everything. So it was a really, really cool opportunity that I didn't even realize. Like I knew it was big, but I didn't realize how big it was. And to get a call back in five minutes when they quote unquote don't take phone calls i was like oh yeah <laughs> so that's social right. media they, works that they like that sizzle right there doesn't they? <laughs> like, I all got right this. so so um as as we wrap this up if if you get you get the kind of bird's eye view of what everybody's doing so for those of us out there who need to see best practiced examples of social in action from our industry who would you recommend some of the accounts that people should be following? On supplier side or distributor side? or Whatever you think. Who do you think is doing it good? Ooh, man, put me on the spot. I have really, oh. like, so many favorites. Um, yep. I, for the love. I'll tell you, Axis is killing it. Axis is killing it. Axis promotions, everybody, especially their, their Twitter is fantastic. They are. Um, I also love Brandvia, um, huge company in uh, based in California. I mostly like it because they feature all of the really cool swag that they do, um, uh-huh. but they also mix it up with celebrations about the people in their company. Like when they have a new team member come on or if it's somebody's birthday or they're celebrating, they share that with us. Yeah. And it really, it 
me as one of their suppliers, it's nice to see faces of people I only get to see once a year at their annual convention. Right. Um, sure. But it's also just nice to know that we're part of that community then. I can walk up at, you know, if I'm in their office, I'm like, oh my gosh, Kelsey, you just came on. You're so new. How are you liking it? And it changes the conversation a lot. Um, and then Jack Nadell International, um, from a distributor standpoint, um, holy cow, they just do beautiful swag. And they oh, just, yeah. they are so in on their brand. They do an amazing job. Canary is another one that's just on it. So distributors, there's a bunch of them that are just, just nailing it. Um, and then suppliers, obviously Peerless Umbrella does a pretty darn good job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the ones I noticed out there, obviously Gold Star. Uh, Kenny is hilarious. Some of the stuff that he posted, posts. But, um, you know, just their feed is cool too. It's a nice blend of, of sales flyers and lifestyle pictures they post some about coffee and some about beer so both of those yep. posts make me happy yep. um man who else is out there that i've noticed supplier wise um origadio one of my competitors they do a fantastic job of the lifestyle photos um so of course i have some brand envy there just <laughs> 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 fun from a supplier side emt has some fun stuff going on and um gosh there's just there's a lot especially on instagram i'm following so many suppliers on instagram right now if you're not on instagram definitely get over there um the big thing about that is follow the right hashtags if you're a distributor post to whatever hashtags your customers are playing on. So if you have, like I said, my one particular customer was posting to hashtag Cloud Expo and hashtag VMworld, and those are the clients they were trying to reach. So you use those hashtags in your posts. Suppliers use hashtag promo products, hashtag promotional products, hashtag ASI show, hashtag PPAI Expo, and hashtag promo ideas are the biggest ones for suppliers. And so distributors, when you see those or you're searching for ideas, you look at those hashtags because suppliers will use those hashtags in their posts and you can find their specials and their posts and things that you can use in your own social media by stealing those off of supplier posts. And that's a big thing. Most suppliers um, put our stuff out there so that you can reuse those. So don't be shy. Like if I post a cool picture on Peerless, steal that baby and reuse it for yourself because I'd love to see all that time and effort that we put into these things used again and again and be a little more evergreen. So there no you go. Doubt. I could and keep talking, but I'm going to stop. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's it. That, that We said we were going to get granular. I if yeah, I don't know how much more granular we'd want to get without people spending two hours with us on, <laughs> right. on But But so, Charity, listen, I'm, you know, I fully expect that people should be able to gather value from our session today. And I think we may have borne ourselves a subtopic of the podcast going forward. So don't be surprised if you don't hear from me again in the future for uh, part two of this discussion. Cool. I'm super excited. And likewise, if anybody has questions, um, if you, I challenge you, if you are not on Facebook to get on Facebook and find me and ask me a question or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn, um, I'm available anywhere. So if you want to learn more about this, yeah, I'm busy and yeah, whatever, but I'm also on social media all the time and I'm happy to answer questions and share this wisdom with you. I just think that if we're all using social media and we're all working to do social media better, that it makes the industry a better place. It makes us uh, present as a stronger force to be reckoned with in the, you know, advertising and media space in general. And, you know, we're all one team. So let's get out there and give it all we got. Boom. Go get sewn, everybody. Thanks, Chair.